Hey, good morning, Bridge Church. Glad that you've joined us today for Sunday morning at the Bridge. We are really honored that you'd open your home today and let your house become God's house. Let your living room or your dining room, wherever you might be, let it be a place of worship today as we honor God and hear his word. You know, Ann and I miss you guys so much in this season And I can't wait for this season to be over so I can see you, give you a big hug and shake your hand and let you know how glad I am to see you. But we want you to know we love you and we appreciate you guys today. You know, this Sunday is a special Sunday because we've got a guest with us today. We had scheduled this quite some time ago, and it just so happens that our guest, Rick Pasquale, or Pasquale, is with us today all the way from Rome, Italy. Rick, if you would, come on over. God bless you, man. Hey, brother. God bless you. Good to see you today. Thank you. Uh, Many of you don't know Rick, so I want to take a minute and just introduce him to you. Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. My wife and I are the pastors of the International Christian Fellowship Church of Rome, Italy. We're actually Assemblies of God missionaries there and trying to win a lot of people to Jesus. That's awesome. And originally you're from? Ohio. Ohio. So he's an American boy who's been transplanted there for a season. (laughs) Uh, We've got a family connection. Pastor Nick, who's on staff with us, his wife, Jessica, is your daughter. My second. And they just gave birth to our third grandchild from this home, Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln was born this week. I don't know, we may have a picture of Lincoln up here before we get through the message today. But you know what? We're glad you've joined us today. And Rick, tell us a little bit about how you wound up in Rome. Well, you know, God speaks to all of us, and you've got to keep listening. And when God tells you to do something, you've got to say yes. And uh, sometimes it takes you away from your family and your grandkids. Uh, but God asked me to go to Rome to... Um, pastor this great church and to be uh, a center for reaching our world. And uh, Rome is a major city of our world, four million people, but a million of them are immigrants from all over the world. And so we get to reach the world in one location. That's awesome. That's awesome, Rick. Well, hey, we're glad you're here. I want you to just open up God's word and share with us today. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Man, it's so good to be with you today. And knowing that uh, we are family because, you know, when my kids are here, that makes me a part of this house. And I'm so glad that Pastor Gary had invited us to come. The timing was perfect. And, you know, when God's timing is perfect, that means he's got something to say to us. And so it's my privilege today to bring you the word of God and to invite you to sit back and listen to what God would say to you. Uh, You may not know me, But I know you. God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And I know that that's so important. It's a one statement, but it's so important that you know that God loves you so much. No matter what your situation is, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God loves you. So I want you to listen to this message today and allow God to speak to you again. You know, we have just celebrated probably in most people's minds, the greatest event in church history. It was the resurrection. We call it Easter here in America. It's the resurrection Sunday, but prior to that, it was the death, the crucifixion of Jesus. You know, that is a historic moment for the church. 
Because after the death, the resurrection said to the church that our Savior, the Lord Jesus, was alive. And while he was with us on the planet for those 33 years, his last three years, he said some pretty powerful things. And one of the things that he wanted us to do was be his disciples. So when we choose to follow Christ, he's asking us, to be his disciples. And today's message is going to help us understand exactly what that means of being a disciple of Christ. I've called this chat today God's Blueprint. It's always good to have a blueprint. And my scripture verse for you today is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. I want to read that to you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm new in Christ. Verse number 18, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Did you know that? You're Christ's ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us. Wow, what a responsibility. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sinned for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. What a powerful portion of scripture. See, in history, you know, I, I want to set that stage for you, that resurrection Easter part that I started with, because some, some of you may not know it. What was happening after Easter? What happened after the resurrection? Well, I want you to know the early church was getting started. You know, the leader, Jesus, was gone into heaven, and he had admonished his disciples, now I need you to do some things. And so in the history books, Pentecost was about to happen. It was the giving of the Holy Spirit. It was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon those leaders and those disciples, because Jesus knew they were going to need some more in order to carry this message to the ends of the earth. And I want you to know today that God will empower us to do exactly what he wants us to do. And so Pentecost was about to happen. The early church was being established. People were being saved. And decisions were being made. People were deciding at that part of history what they were going to do with the message. What they were going to do with this Jesus. And the messengers, the disciples, and the Christians was giving to the world at that moment. What was the world going to do with this message? You know, who would have ever thought that I would be sharing a message like this in the middle of a pandemic? In the middle of COVID-19? Who would have ever thought? It's now become COVID-20 because 2019 is over and it's in 2020. And I want you to know that God is in the middle of COVID-19. 
19 or COVID-20. He's there with us. He's there helping us. You may not know it, but I want you to know that we are about to come out of that. A number of the states in America are releasing some things and some dates in our country. They are, our prime minister has said that there's going to be some new openings that will be taking place over the next number of weeks. And, and I, as I examined those words, I thought, here's our moment for the church. Here's our moment for our church to say, maybe we need some adjustments Maybe there needs to be some things that we do a little bit different. Maybe the pandemic, maybe this isolation has set us down in a chair to start looking at some of the things we do. Well, I think God has a blueprint for what we should be doing. And sometimes, even in the church world, we're, we're, we're pretty consistent about our, our methodology and what we do and how we're going to get there. Well, maybe this time has given us the church, and we're the church. We're the Christians. Maybe this moment has given us a time to reflect upon some things that we need to do differently. So I've got a couple points for you. Point number one is maybe we should follow the instructions. You know, if you're going to build something, you better have some blueprints. You better have some strategies in order how to get that built. This beautiful sanctuary and church that you guys have built here at the Bridge Church, wow. But they had to have some blueprints in order to make this happen. Somebody just couldn't randomly come in here and say, hey, let's move this wall and let's put the plumbing here and let's put the electrical over here. No, no, no. Somebody went by a blueprint and has produced a beautiful house of worship here And I want you to know that that blueprint was on paper. Well, God's blueprint is on paper. It's called the Word of God. And the Word of God was given to us so that we can know exactly what to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no little extra little uh, parentheses that says, hey, no, 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 there's the exception. No, no, no. God gave us the Word. And as we follow these instructions, it's, it's pretty easy that... He's given us the word for some important things. One of the things that the blueprint gives us is that it gives us peace of mind. You know, if there was ever a time we need some peace in our life, it's right now. When we think about the frustrations that a pandemic has caused us, has caused our world, our church has been absolutely closed. We can't even go into the building in Rome. It's illegal. You'd be fined substantially. And in other countries, it's even worse than that because of this virus that has attacked our world. It just hasn't come to America. It's all over the world. And there's been some some rules that have been laid down for protection of people. But if there was ever a time we need peace, it's right now. And God is the giver of peace. It's in the blueprint. It's in the Bible. He is our peace. And my friend, if you need peace today... You're frustrated, you're trying to figure out how you're going to get through this, and and, you know, it seems to get longer and longer. Here's your moment. Just turn to God and ask Him to be your peace. And as you put your head on your pillow, even tonight, God will give you peace that passes all understanding. Trust in Him. I want you to know some other things that He'll direct you on, He'll help you make good decisions. Some of you young adults may be listening and say, what am I going to do about university? What am I going to do about my my jobs? 
If you will trust in God, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct you. My friend, if there was a moment we need some direction, it's now. We need some direction. We need God's direction. We need his help in our life so that we know what decision to make and how to make it and when to make it. Man, I always am, when I make a decision in life and I know it's God's decision through me, it's a whole lot easier. When I try to force a decision, I'm telling you, I always get ahead of the game or I get to the left or I get to the right. It's so much easier to walk with Christ. I call it God's blueprint for life. The title was God's blueprint, but it's for my life. It's just not for the Christian side of me. The Christian side of me says, I'll go to church and I'll, I'll do the things that God wants me to do. No, 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 no. My Christian side is all sides. It's who Jesus is in me. It's who Jesus is in my family. And when I talk about God's peace or God's direction, it's for all components of our life. Number two is I believe that that is also for God's family. What I mean by that is God's family, the church. You know, here at the bridge, you've got a great church. You've got great pastors. You've got great leaders that are trying to do their best to follow a blueprint to get you to heaven. But as you're on your way to heaven, there's some components of your life that you need to be involved in. They're, they're basic. They're in the blueprint. Read the book. If you'll read God's word, I'll guarantee you, it will help you. Pray every day. You say, Pastor, those things are so simple, but sometimes we get so busy with our life that we don't do those things. I'm asking you, if you'll put God first, read his blueprint. Talk to him every day and ask him for help. I'll guarantee you, he will help you. You know, in a few weeks we will celebrate Pentecost. It's uh, the giving of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I want you to know there's a reason why in history that that was given because we, God knew we would need some extra. We need some extra power in order to fulfill what God's asking us. The Bible verse comes in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Why? Because you're going to be his witness. That's what the Bible says to all the world. So you're saying the blueprint says I'm to be God's witness to all the world. In the business of my life, I'm to be God's messenger to get the word out to all the world. Yep, that's what I'm saying the blueprint says. And I want you to know when we see God's blueprint for what it is, we will see the fulfillment of God's plan for our life. Hear that very clearly. When we see it in our life, we will see the fulfillment of God's plan for our life. See, if we're working with God hand in hand, our marriage is better. Our kids are better. The, the, our jobs are better. The, our life is better when we have the fulfillment of God's plan in our life. You can't just have one part of the plan or the other part. You've got to have 
all the parts, all the components. If you have all the components, I'll guarantee you, God is going to work that out. So here's this New Testament church that's being established. Here's disciples that have walked with Jesus for three years and have left their professions. And now they get to start a church. Oh my goodness, we're going to start a church. How is that going to be possible? Well, let me tell you what the book of Acts has to say about how they viewed the early church. It comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47 in the NIV version. I want you to hear what the New Testament church looked like. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Wow. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Man, having church every day. That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And here's the ending. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Wow. So there is the blueprint for God's portion, God's words, God's direction for the church. He laid it all out. Here's what you do. And I'll guarantee you, if you see those components that I read from the God's word right there, if you see those components in a church, I'll guarantee you, you're going to be a part of a healthy church. Now, I'm the outsider looking into Bridge Church. My family attends here and is part of here. And I can see that those components are a part of this church. So as a grandfather, I'm glad that my grandchildren get to be a part of this church. If you're the dad sitting on that couch right now or the mom, I think you ought to be saying, man, I'm glad that my kids get to be a part of a church that's using God's blueprint to help us. They're not there for their own glory or their own gain. They're here to help us as a family. My friend, that's what you want in a church. You want a church doing what God's asked them to do. And I'll guarantee you that goes for your teenagers and it goes for your young adults and it goes for your marriage and it goes for the ladies and it goes for the men. It's a full rounded program. I'm not here to brag up Bridge Church. I'm here to brag up Jesus because Jesus's plan is the right plan. Man tries to figure out and and mess it up sometimes, but I want you to know if we use what the Word of God says, it will help us. And I'm so glad that I get to be here today to tell you that what I'm seeing through the Word of God is the right blueprint for your life and for your family. So if we're going to follow the instructions, it means we've got to do something. Can't just follow the instructions, A, B, C, D, page one, page two. There's some effort on your part that you've got to do after you get the instructions. It's like opening up the book, 
reading the book and saying, okay, this is what I have as knowledge now in my mind. It's now in my heart. It's now in my spirit. I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower me. And I'm going to do what God's asking me to do. So what is God asking me to do? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Because I have an answer for you. We're going to be his ambassador. Ambassador? I get to be an ambassador? Yes, you do. It's in the word. Remember, I read it to you in my opening scriptures today. Let me reread a little bit of it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. There it is. As though God were making his appeal through us. I get to be God's ambassador to make the appeal to the world that God loves them and has a plan for their life. You say, that's all I need to say? Yeah, if you'll start there, you'll figure out that that's what really the world needs. They need to know that God loves them. He loved them so much, he gave his son to die on that cross so that we can live. And I want you to know that love is is extended to each of us, no matter what we've done. That should not be that hard to give that message away. Because God loved us, we can love others. But we can give that message of hope and trust and belief that God's word is true and God is going to fulfill the plan in our life. See, as you look at God's plan and God's blueprint for your life, you will find out that this ambassadorship that God's asking you to do and to be comes naturally. You say, well, I didn't go through all those training classes and I didn't do this and I didn't do that. Listen, my friend, the moment you accept Christ as your savior, you become his ambassador because your story is a great story. Where did you come from? What happened to you? Listen, my friend, pastor at the beginning of this did a brief introduction with me. My story is incredible. Pastor's story is incredible. Your story is incredible. We didn't take the time to tell my whole story. We haven't taken the time today to tell someone else's story except Jesus' story. Jesus' story is valuable. You say, why is it so valuable? Because you got to see what was written in the book that said... I love you so much, I will die for you. Now that's love. That's grace. That's mercy. That's forgiveness. See, God did that so that when we confess our sins, he's faithful. See, when we are sin free, when we've asked God into our life, it then puts on us the ability to say to others, this is what he's done for me. He changed my life I used to be lost, but now I'm found. I used to be dead in trespasses and sins, but now I'm made alive through Christ Jesus. Man, I'm not who I used to be. Man, and I'm not where I need to totally be yet. God's still working on me. It's a new creation. Remember my opening verse? I'm being created in Christ Jesus. And all of us need more work. Maybe at this 
time that we've been secluded in our homes, we've had a little bit more time to reflect on some things. You know, the hustle and bustle of our life kind of pushes us to go a little bit faster than we probably should. Hopefully, there's been a few moments for you to reflect upon where would you be without Jesus. Listen, my life would be a disaster. (laughs) I would have never made it to the mission field. I probably would have never made it in my life. My life would have been a disaster. I was a college football player thinking I knew everything, going the wrong direction. God got a hold of my life, and he said, I've got a plan for your life. That same plan God's saying to you, I've got a plan for your life. I want you to go everywhere, and I want you to tell everyone that I love them. You say, Pastor, you've made this sound so easy. You've made it sound so simple. Listen, the message of the cross is simple. It was already hard. He had it hard. He took those stripes. He took those nails. He took that crown of thorns. He took that because he loved us. This should not be hard for us to represent that. It should not be hard for us to tell others that, that God loves you so much. I want you to know today that if you get that in your heart, you will represent Christ well. Your actions will be different. Who you are as an individual will start adjusting because you're saying, listen, I represent Jesus. In my church in Rome, we have a lot of the dignitaries of the world. There's a lot of the UN people that attend our church and a lot of ambassadors from various nations. And, and um, one of the things that we say in our church is that everybody's equal. We have refugees. We have traffic victims. We have everybody because God loves everybody. And one of the things that it amazes our people is that there could be a very high-ranking president or an ambassador, a diplomat, sitting right next to them. And they never came across that they were better than anyone else. But when it was time for prayer at the altar, they saw that diplomat at the altar going after God. What a representation of Christ. They have on this earth status, they have a, a name, they have a title. And today, sir, today, ma'am, you may have a title, you may have a position, but in God's eyes, we're all equal. And when we're all equal with God, it makes getting this message of hope out. See, everybody needs to hear this message. Not just a few, everyone needs to hear. And I want you to know today, as a pastor of an international church, as a pastor of a of a, of a church that loves all kinds of people. I'm preaching a message to a church that I know is exactly the same as ours. This is a church that loves people. You say, how do I know that? My kids come here. My grandkids come here. And they tell me what's going on in this church. And I want you to know, my friend, as a granddad, as a father, to me, that's very important. Because I know that they've opened up the book, they've opened up the blueprint, and they've seen exactly what needs to happen and what is going on. And today, I represent them. I represent you. And I'm asking you, in the conclusion of my message, to hear what I've said to you today. 
I've got a lost world out there. I've got a little more than 7 billion people on this planet. 7 billion. And right now, with the world's stats, there's only about 2 billion people that call themselves Christians. That means I've got 5 billion people on this planet. I'm rounding off my numbers that need to hear God loves them. Wow. You know, if we'd all do our part, this message would go out there. You see, my friend, it's our job to tell. It's God's job to save. We can't save anybody. I wish we could. I'd come out there right now and grab you and say, come on. But God compels. God draws. It's through the Holy Spirit that maybe you're sitting there in your chair right now and something's grabbing you to say, man, that guy's telling me the truth. God really does love me. And in a moment, I'm going to say a prayer for you, sir, ma'am, young adult, teenager, that will change your life forever. Because when you receive Jesus into your life, your life will be changed. And when your life is changed, this ambassadorship that God is asking you to do, he's saying, look, you will be compelled to bring people. You're making the appeal for me. It's as if Jesus was still walking amongst us. Well, I want you to know he is walking. Because if you'd ask my grandkids, where does Jesus live? He lives right here in our hearts. And if he lives in our hearts, that means it should be easier for us to accept this message of reconciliation, bringing people back to God. That's the message. And I want to encourage you today to be a part of that message. Don't let just this new preacher that you've never heard before say a few words and you get up and have your lunch or whatever you're going to do today. I want you to have taken a moment today to know that Pastor Gary must have known that this word was supposed to go out. God must have known that it was supposed to go out. And for you sitting there today and heard what I've had to say, God had something for you to hear. God has a blueprint for your life. He's ready to help you in every component of your life, every aspect of your life, if you'll trust him. And then he's asking you to be his ambassador. If you'll be his ambassador, this world is going to be a whole lot better. And there will be people, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, and your family members. Say, Pastor, I've got family members that are so far away from Christ. Listen, the promise of God of Acts 16, 31 says, if you'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, your family will be saved. I want them to be saved, but more importantly, God wants them to be saved. And if you'll tell them, you say, Pastor, I've told them, tell them again. I've told my colleague, tell them again. It's not preaching, it's sharing that God loves you, that God loves me, God loves you. So today, I hope you've heard what I've had to say. I hope you heard that God has a blueprint for your life. That when you get done with this and this is turned off and you go about today's business, some thoughts will keep going into your heart and into your mind. And when you put your head on that pillow in a moment tonight to go to sleep and the peace of God that I'm going to pray for you will rest on you. 
You'll say, you know what? That guy did really have a word for God, from God to me today. Today, you may be that person. You've heard this message and you say, Pastor, I'm that guy. I'm that girl. I'm that person that is not following Christ. Today, this could be the best day of your life. If you really want God's blueprint, you've got to invite him into your life. In this moment, I want to say a prayer for you that God will come into your heart. I'm going to say the prayer and you kind of repeat the prayer with me. When I'm done with this prayer, I want to say one more prayer. The prayer that says, God help us to be your ambassador. And maybe you'll make a new commitment of serving God, of getting involved in the mission of the church. I'm sure at this church, there's plenty of things for you to do. But it's the message. It's the message of hope that we've got to get out there. So if you need that first prayer, say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that was sin, I will stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. You just came into my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer and changing my life forever. Amen. Hey, friend, if you just said that prayer, there's going to be ways and means that this church will help connect with you. Don't try to do this by yourself. Let somebody know you just said that prayer. And I'll guarantee you, it'll be the best days of your life. My second prayer is for those of you that are saying, hey, I'm not quite sure about this ambassadorship that you're, you're telling us, but I'm willing to ask God to help me. And in this part, I'm also going to pray that God gives you his peace. I just have felt throughout this message that there's some people that are really struggling in that component of your life. You're restless. You're not sure what's happening. God's ready to give you his peace. Peace comes from God. So, Lord, today for my friends, whether they're standing or sitting or whatever they're doing right now, Lord, listening to this message, I pray, Jesus, that they will understand how valuable they are to you. They're precious in your sight. And that God... When you came into their life, you've asked them to carry this message to the world. And Lord, as a missionary, you know I'm carrying it to Rome right now and and our reach around the world. But God, I'm doing my part. And I know I can do better. I know I can do more. I know I can step up our game. And I'm going to step up our game, God. But I'm asking these friends today, oh Lord, as they're making a commitment to you to say, I'm going to do my part. Lord, will you help them? Will will you let them know as they get this message out through a text message, through through a phone call, through an email, when this opens back up through a personal conversation to tell people that God loves them and has a plan for their life? Lord, will you do that? And Lord, as these people accept this responsibility, I pray that they will carry it well. They will carry this gospel message to the ends of the earth. And God, there will be more people in the family. In Jesus' name. And Lord, 
for these friends that, Lord, you've put in my heart throughout this message that maybe are restless. Maybe the peace which passes all understanding has kind of just gone out the window right now. It's kind of the pressure and the things that's going on during this pandemic has caused them to be in turmoil and frustrated. Lord, right now, will your peace rest on them? Will it come upon them even as I'm praying this prayer? Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this house. You're welcome in their house. And your peace to rest on their lives. Your peace to rest on their marriage. Your peace to rest upon their children. Lord, may it be so in Jesus' name. And I, Lord, I thank you for this church, the Bridge Church. I pray blessings upon them. I pray blessings upon their pastors. And I pray that you'll take care of all of the needs of this assembly. And that this message will go faster than it's ever gone from this church. And the results will be incredible. The greatest year in the history of this church. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor. Thank you, Rick. Great message today. Uh, Rick, you didn't know, I don't think, the verses you preach from today are the very verses that's the heart of the Bridge Church. It's, it's a bridge. It's, we're, we're the bridge to, to, to Jesus now. Hey, I did not know, but now I know. <laughs> that's right. That means God had something to say to that's, us. That's great. Hey, I appreciate you sharing today. Um, let me ask you one, one last thing before you go. I know Italy has really been hit hard, populations older as a whole. How can we as a church and how can people listening to you today, how can they get involved in praying for what God's doing in Italy? How can we best help you in prayer? Thanks. For, that's a great question. We need all kinds of prayer. When you deal with the nations of the world, right now in our building alone is 78 nations. That's a lot of people, a lot of diversity. But our reach globally is hundreds of nations. And, and because of that, one of the things that's so important is that we keep expanding. We don't have a, a, a current facility. We rent facilities. We need a permanent facility. That will help us go faster. So if you want to pray for two things, help us in our technology, that we go better and go bigger, and that we get some permanent facilities so that this church can just keep growing to help reach our world. We will do that. And I want to encourage you at home, write those needs down. Be praying for those needs. You know, I just feel like our hearts are connected to do things for God. Our church, we've got a global footprint through other ministries. And I believe God's going to use us to help you with what you're doing Thank in you. Rome. And the thing I love most is it's not just in Rome. It's going around Amen. the world from there. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for being Thank with you. us Thank today. You. God hey, if you're at home, give him a good hand right there where you are. <laughs> hey, before we go today, last couple of things I want to share. Uh, you know, this is an unusual season. We're doing things differently. I want to first of all thank you for your faithful support week by week. The church is well. The church is healthy. Those of you who are employed, those of you who are giving, thank you so much for your support. At the end of each of our services, we always give you an opportunity to give. 
This is no different. We're not begging. We're not asking you to give us your last dollar. What we're doing is we're simply saying God's been good to us. God's been faithful. And we're going to be faithful to God as he's so, so very faithful to us. So as you give today, there are different ways on the screen how you can give. I want you to know we will be giving a very special gift today to the ministry in Rome and what Rick and Jennifer are doing there. So those of you who always commit money to missions, it'll be going for that need and for their ministry there. And I just want to say thank you for your giving. Also, community care. Every Sunday morning, Ann and I come down here. We watch first service in the offices, and then we go out and we just walk the line of all the cars pulling in. And I'm going to tell you something. The last couple of weeks, the line is all the way out to the street. It's such an honor to bless people in this season. And you heard it from Rick today, and I want you to take it to heart. In this season, we can get so wrapped up in our own little world and our own needs that we forget about those around us every day. Every conversation with whoever it might be, you have an opportunity to be an ambassador for Christ and plant seeds in people's lives. So take good news to them. When you hear somebody complaining and grumbling, give them some good news, something to look forward to, something to wrap their hearts around with faith and hope. Hey, God bless you. We love you today. Have a great, great Sunday, and we will see you soon. Thanks again for joining us today for Church Online at The Bridge. We want to stay connected with you during the season, so be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. There you can access all the devos that we've been sharing throughout the week. You can also access them on our website and The Bridge app. We love you, church. We're praying for you, standing with you, and believing for God's blessing in your life. Have an awesome week.